What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Tuesday, March 10th. Here's what you missed while you were out busy doing it. So the market's been playing seesaw today, jumping up and down and all around. They opened up in a rally, then dipped back into negative, then back up in a rally by lunchtime with another rally mid-afternoon. What the heck is up? To start, the energy department decided against selling about 12 million barrels of oil in the middle of this whirlwind pricing that we discussed yesterday. In addition, the administration had a press conference both last night and this morning detailing or at least giving more info on their plans to help us out of this economic mess, starting with a tease of a payroll tax cut. But as economist Noriel Robini tweeted early this morning, Expect a, quote, dead cat bounce today as Trump proposes a payroll tax cut. Why would Dems accept it and damage Social Security solvency? Dems will rightly propose transfers to the middle slash working class folks paid with taxes on the rich and or corporations. But reps in the Senate will vote against it. So dead cat bounce, end quote. And that's about what we've gotten so far. In addition to the payroll tax cut, VP Mike Pence also announced that insurance companies will, for the time being, act like a benevolent party and waive co-pays for any COVID tests. Shares of health insurance companies jumped up midday on this news. Apple has given their retail store employees access to indefinite paid leave if they exhibit symptoms of COVID-19 without a doctor's note. And Postmates has offered to cover all medical costs for their couriers. Quote, we know that two-thirds of the individuals that carry our deliveries through the Postmates app have health care, but we want to make sure anyone can afford preventative expenses. Not too risky, but good shit nonetheless. And finally, the administration plans to, quote, help the cruise ship and airline industry. Does this equal a Republican bailout or just a tax break for employees of those industries? Details aren't exactly laid out yet. I'm sure Bernie won't have any comments on billionaire bailouts, though, right? Oh, yeah. There's a big election thing today, too. Let's check. Well, not exactly Super Tuesday. It's more like a pretty sweet Tuesday. Six states head to the polls today for another Democratic bout. This time, though, only two contenders and about 350 delegates are up for grabs. Just about no one is still taking Tulsi Gabbard seriously. Yeah, she's still technically in this race. But the biggest grab is going to be Michigan, which is why both candidates have been spending most of their time there in rallies and campaign events. Both Sanders and Biden need this win. If Joe wins, it'll prop up his lead and make it much, much harder for the Sanders campaign to catch up. Now, if Theo Bernie wins, it'll prove his, quote, promised coalition of young people, including young people of color, and the white working class still has life. Idaho, North Dakota, Mississippi, Missouri, and Washington State round up the remainers for today. Washington is doing something new this year. No longer holding caucuses, their primary is entirely by mail. I guess this should calm down any additional fears of large gatherings with their massive COVID outbreak there. Neither of the candidates have campaigned there in the last week, obviously with due cause. Last week, there were two events related to this upcoming story. First, there was a vote in Congress to pass federal funding to help combat the coronavirus situation. A congressman that loves the attention, goes by the name of Matt Gates, decided to demonstrate his belief that this was all too much panicking. He did this by wearing a full-on gas mask on the floor of the U.S. House. Hilarious. Many tweets and Fox News stories ensued. Then, the second thing happened. The super PAC, known as CPAC, 
clever name, held their huge annual convention to hype each other up over conservatism. Well, there was a pretty prominent attendee at this conference that was able to shake hands with a lot of, let's say, semi-important people. That dude tested positive for the beer flu, and those semi-important people realized, shit, I shook hands with that cat, and I got too close. Self-quarantine. Well, guess when this was decided? Mid-flight aboard, you guessed it, Air Force mother flippin' one. This was after having already partied or hung out the night before at Mar-a-Lago with El Presidente. So while they self-quarantine, and there's six lawmakers now, most of whom have had direct contact with President Trump, by the way, and they await results of the test, quote, the president has not received COVID-19 testing because he has neither had prolonged close contact with any known confirmed COVID-19 patients, nor does he have any symptoms, end quote. And the CDC doesn't recommend getting tested unless that's occurred. Quote, it will go away. Just stay calm, end quote. Pretty sure you can tell who said that. So we patiently await to find out if our fearless nephew of a super genius epidemiologist has to get tested himself. Speaking of tests, we'll finally have some in the U.S. About 1.4 million are ready, with 4 million supposed to be delivered by week's end. Now that doesn't mean 4 million people will or can get tested. So you have to pass at least two, and in some cases three tests, to be cleared from self-quarantine. So maybe we don't try to make light of the situation? Treat it as a real threat, but without inducing panic, and we could all live semi-normal, aware lives, instead of what people are doing in this next story. what to say about this except human behavior is interesting. I hate talking about this COVID-19 stuff because it seems like fear-mongering or from my perspective exploiting that fear for clicks and downloads and that's not what I'm about. I'm all about balance and awareness but not scare tactics. So while people have gone ahead and purchased every single N95 face mask they can find at their local Home Depot then laid waste to all the hand sanitizers and Clorox wipes they can find Lately, the trend at local shops has been clearing out the toilet paper aisle. Even a newspaper in Australia, the NT News, printed eight blank pages for emergency toilet paper. You can't make this stuff up. I mean, I guess it makes sense in a way. If you really think a global pandemic is coming and you might be stuck in your house for weeks without being able to leave, you don't want to wipe your ass with your t-shirts. And you'll always use it. It's not like it'll go to waste. But do we really need three months worth of supply at the ready? Some people just can't afford to buy a Costco triple pack, but they do need a supply for this week. Why rob them of their first world indulgence? There's a couple reasons outlined in this CNN article I found, such as, quote, conflicting messages and, quote, lack of clear guidance for leadership. But that's just CNN being CNN. I find two other reasons more compelling. One, it's natural to overprepare. People like to stock up, especially in a panic. But two, panic buying begets panic buying. You start to see all the disinfectants, face masks, nose plugs, and gloves missing in the store. You feel like, I know what's still left, and I need toilet paper. And boom, there goes our supply. Speaking of which, I might be running low. I hope Amazon hasn't run out of supplies. Checking my subscribe and save right now. Lastly, in another retrospect of this past Sunday being International Women's Day and 
Well, let's just call this Women's Week, even though they deserve like a month at the minimum. I want to shout out the legend that is Dolly Parton. She turned 74 this year, and she's made a recent request that's been hitting all the socials this week. Quote, I don't plan to retire. I just turned 74, and I plan to be on the cover of Playboy magazine again. See, I did Playboy magazine years ago, and I thought it'd be such a hoot if they'll go for it. I don't know if they will, if I could be on the cover again when I'm 75. I've had all the nips and tucks I can have. The good part with me, though, I have my own look. I look kind of cartoonish, and cartoons don't really age that much, she said. <laughs> you own that shit, Dolly. She might just be saying this as she promotes her upcoming April A&E biography. And she's never appeared nude in the magazine before, but I mean, most people just buy Playboy for the articles anyway, right? Well, my beautiful people, that's your top five news stories of the day. And I'm sure you could tell by now, but there's a large noise in the background. That's the airplane, because this is a special edition, as I record live from Flight United 1978 on my way to San Francisco. But we're good, and I will always make sure to try to get the news to you on time with this show. So as always, remember, stay focused, stay proud, and stay dedicated. I got you with the news.